Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit, EndoDecoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, EndoAligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, EndoDNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind, created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Hey, thanks for joining us on this Sunday here in Campus Legal History News. We have Dan, I'm going to kill this, Ulola, of Jersey. We're going to talk about all things Jersey uh, recreational. Uh, and, uh, you know, you got to be 21 over, but you can be 18 over to vote. Dan, what's up, dude? Hey. So I killed your name, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, but it's all right. Hey, everybody. I'm Dan Ulewa, editor of VidiNJ.com. And thanks for coming on the program because there was just some news out of uh, New Jersey. And then New Jersey is going to be of you know constant news because it's still fairly early in its program. And they've just announced the first conditional licenses. And I'm not sure how many that actually was. Dan, how many conditional licenses did they just uh, uh, award? So a couple of weeks ago. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for having me here. Nice to be here uh, talking to people about news here. So a couple of weeks ago, we had our New Jersey Cannabis Regulatory Commission. They issued 68 licenses, conditional use of cultivation and manufacturing uh, from uh, the portal had opened December 15th. So it was about... Uh, 105 days. So they actually weren't really that late then about that. So we're happy about that. So we're moving that way tomorrow. You know, there might be uh, more news actually, you know, because like the big thing is we have our, med our limited medical program wants to turn adult use and have those initial uh, ATCs sell. Uh, and that might be announced tomorrow uh, yeah, after it, some delay. That ATC is what? The alternative medical dispensaries to sell adult use. Likely oh, right. to be announced tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, see, Miggy is in the East, I'm sorry, the West Coast, where they had a very open medical system. Uh, on the East Coast, they had these TCs that we can call them, treatment centers, and then the A would be the alternative, but then sometimes they're called MMTCs, medical marijuana. Uh, and it, that was big on the East Coast, uh, you know, five years ago, 27 years ago, 2015, when a lot of those programs started rolling out. And so they, they required mm. to be vertically integrated. The, and as a result, like if you're going to roll in to try to get an ATC open, you'd be like, we have $40 million committed. Shit, you're not, you know. The East Coast having to, uh, uh, I mean, that's like the Florida model, right? Like, like the calling them treatment centers. Like, 
it, yeah. you know, it's a pot shop. It's a dispensary. It's a, you know, it's not anything else. Like why, what is the East coast hard on for just like classifying things as like drug related or, you know, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, it's so weird to me to call these things treatment centers. That's all, man. So what happened was we had a law, a medical cannabis law passed like the last days of former governor Corzine's administration signed into law and he was a Democrat. And then Chris Christie, you know, infamously, Chris Christie, Republican, you know, set up the uh, the medical cannabis program. And right, so we set it up really poorly when, like, he was able to, like, write these regulations that set it up, like, a very limited program. Man, yeah. Like, when, when Governor Phil Murphy took over, you know, we had, what, 7,000 patients and, like, five open, like, um, dispensaries, like, in a state of some 9 million or so. And that, mm-hmm. that program in 20... 20- 18 when governor murphy took office like that had been operating that was like uh since about 2012 i think the first one opened so wow. it was a really small program to build mm-hmm. it so it was really hard to build anything on it so like we've been dealing with that for some time now we, we've grown it to now we're about 128,000 patients we have 23 locations operated by 10 companies uh two have yet to open Wow. Damn. Still two of yet to open. That's yeah. just how like different it is when you make a medical marijuana law that's extremely rigid and not Oklahomian. Like in Oklahoma, yeah. any qualifying condition, there are none. If the doctor makes a recommendation, the doctor makes the recommendation. It's their preference. Uh, <laughs> one of those types, one of the reasons why they were able to get so many cards. It's like 10% of the population in Oklahoma has a card or more, you know, uh, which is fascinating. But you also look at the structure of the the business model, right? Like like in Oklahoma, yeah, they created the the medical market, kind of like in Washington. That was the whole thing. Like we want to establish this rule of law that is medical, and then that's your affirmative defense. And then the business that came afterwards was people just, I had a, a, a door now. I mean, I got I can make a store right here in this room. You know, that's how it was back in the medical days because these guys there was no rules to the actual infrastructure which later screwed us or screwed the medical scene you know and you guys all did like just weird well to me weird where they structured and regulated like the medical side like you did they have that for viagra you know like like how is this like, it's just so fucking weird to me <laughs> that, that, that you guys have this regulated medical I wish side were weird to me, Nicky. Like, this is not reality it's a really limited thing yeah yeah so yeah. it was like a fight to add like any condition so like we had like great advocates like here like leo bridgewater uh, of minorities uh, for medical marijuana you know he fought to make ptsd like a qualifying condition in 2015 2016 and that was like really hard and then it's so, like governor murphy like he came in he added like anxiety and like a lot of other conditions and that's helped grow it Somewhat, but you know, we still have like it's very pricey because we have so few locations. We have such like a small market. It's really awful, actually. Hmm. Yeah, when they that's that might actually help the industry be more open and dynamic in New Jersey, especially it's like you know we'll talk about how the conditionals have been awarded, and they only did it in like a hundred some days, which is impressive because they, they want it to be about three months, ninety days from the time you submit. Till you get like a yes or a no um and that's admirable i mean that's like a little bit slower than michigan but that's still moving you know you're you're processing yeah. the application and like the application is 41 pages and so like and that's just the narrative stuff now you check for completeness and then you have to check all these other things for completeness and there's there's places where things could be missing and so like not everybody got issued 
uh, a license. It was out of the three, four hundred that got applied. It was only what did you say, sixty-eight? Sixty-eight, yeah, Thomas. Yeah, so it's interesting that way. So the thing, so we have our cannabis regulatory commission. You know, has been set up. You know, we have you know Ms. Diana Way new, uh, was like an advocate for legalization and the just system prior to uh, being appointed by Governor Murphy. Um, so we have like so she has a good mind uh, there. So we're making gains towards the market that we want to see with like a like small business centered with social equity in it. So we're making progress. It's just been like very slow that way. So that's why everybody is excited for these like these licenses mm-hmm. to be issued and get more issued. Like we might have it where it's like every month we're going to have new licenses issued because they say right. it's like a yeah. rolling system now. It's not like a limit. But that's uh, the way it should be. Yeah, so yeah, we're getting there. to become Oklahoma overnight, you know? But well, I don't know if we can be Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, tabloid libertarians over here. This is this Well, is I, I understand, but like business owners, entrepreneurs, like people that can go into business and for this plant and get the licenses and make a product. And so like in theory, in 2024 or something like that, we'd have to because you're not really allowed to have both sides of the license. You can't have a retail and a cultivation, but I think that expires. I'm not exactly sure when. I know it's in the future. Dan, are you more familiar with that specific uh, aspect of the law? Yeah, that's like going to be like an interesting thing to see it play out, Thomas, because there's like a few guys like, in the underground law? market I, I or in like, like, like cannabis that want to, you know, you want to make a thing, you want to sell a thing. So <laughs> I think it is limited, but it's really hard because like we don't have like anything issue. And then, like, now the question is, like, how long is it going to take a farm to get up for the cultivation that was just, like, licensed versus, you know, a dispensary might be a little easier because it's just, like, a retrofitted storefront. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, that's the catch about, like, the market. And, like, yeah, like, it's a very – there's been, like, a lot of lawsuits. Well, we had one big lawsuit that really delayed us, you know, was hurt by COVID in part. But uh, it's yeah. been difficult. But we're making progress forward. It's just slow. It is. Yeah. And then the conditional guys, they're, they're social equity. A lot of them were social equity that got issued. I'm not sure if it was all of them, but they were all either priority one or priority two. Uh, and which I thought was really interesting because they were able to get through all the priority one and twos and issue them in a, like a hundred some days. Now, some of them got the opposite notice where it's like, you're missing something. Uh, and then that would mean that they could go through it, fix it and reapply and then like in another 100 days, they should uh, hopefully get their license issued. So over time, there might be all these licenses that are issued. But then I think they might be like hitchhikers, you know, uh, and, and New Jersey is their their location because they might not have been one of those licenses that a community gave its preference to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. You know, as things are like going out, but it's basically like Jersey, to- you know, it's not like you guys are saying Oklahoma's not going to happen overnight. But with with the new record, okay. Oklahoma, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not- huh. Oh dear, the but the rules, I, I, yes, you know, no- as the laws shape. Dan, I had a question, and it was, I'm really, I'm really curious. Is like. Because cause now recreational exists, and so like, <laughs> maybe are we you said work stuff. Are we overlapping? Right. Or I don't know. No, 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 no. You know, I just I'm, thought I'm that when he was talking, it was uh, kind of looping in, and I'm like, do we have a lag? And oh, 
your Miggy has kids that like to play Xbox. They might be drinking his internet. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, you know, no biggie. Yeah. Um, do you know any of the people that got their licenses issued? Yeah, yeah, it's been interesting. A few, uh, I know a few of them. You know, a lot. There's been some companies uh, that have been trying for like a long time, um, and yeah, like a few of them got licensed. So it's been interesting, right? So we have this great licensing system that's supposed to like favor, you know, people actually that got two misdemeanor possessions or a felony. It's supposed to favor, you know, minorities, people that right. live in like impact zones. Uh, it's supposed to be in neighborhoods where there's been like a lot of cannabis rest. You know, we have uh, economic development areas or like poor neighborhoods uh, based on zip code. So, you know, we have a good licensing system that way. So it's been interesting to see, you know, who's been licensed and what's going to be happening. But it's really all based on like town by town here because in New Jersey, like California, the towns have like a lot of power and it varies widely what the town's uh local policy is and it's been very difficult that way you know in part you know, because we organized we got this referendum passed in jersey 67 percent of the of the state liked it but it was all like uh, during covid where it was all digital so it's just hard nobody like hung out after a rally and was like hey you know we should go talk to our councilman who's right over there after this state legalization rally we just held here because none of that all that was digital and it was hard for people to like really meet and organize that way because it's almost like we have our state legalization movement has had to go like town by town now. So it's been difficult that way. So you have like licensed um, consultants, lawyers, you know, you have like people that are applicants, you have like some activists trying to push this town by town. And that's like really what I've been following like most recently. So Jersey City, uh, for example, you know, they're going to be one of the best towns. You know, they uh, just approved one of their the first lounge. The first licensed nice. lounge in New Jersey, Medusa NJ. Wow. Uh, looking forward to that one. So that was like really some good news this week. But then, you know, we have other towns like Hoboken where they're like, well, they want to limit it to six. Uh, so that was some like a little uh, not so good news uh, this week, too. But yeah, that's exactly um, like California. Exactly. And that's also exactly like Michigan. Um, and, but then when you see those types of dual licensing states where you have this opt out, that doesn't mean that there's no weed in that city. You know, it, it doesn't magically, uh, nobody's doing a weed transaction. We opted out. Jersey has dry towns. All the stuff could be legacy market transactions then. So by not allowing the weed man into your city, you're just, a lot. you know, the illicit sales aren't going to stop, you know. Uh, but that's, that's going to be interesting if they have, the, the, like, delivery. Why can't you go deliver to somebody in a in a city that has opted out of having them? You know, uh, you you're so, yeah. So Thomas, you definitely can have somebody. Let's say like I could be based my delivery company in Jersey City. You know, I can go to somewhere like um, uh, that town that doesn't like weed and that doesn't allow dispensary companies. And I can deliver there. It's perfectly within my right to do so as a licensed company. Yeah, so they nice. can't stop that. So because we'll like, see what happens. A lot of it's town by town. You know, we've made progress because yeah. uh, the CRC also had the problem with our regulations. Like they got the regulations, uh, but then like the towns had to like ha- have a deadline like around the same time. So uh, they didn't know what to do, and a lot of them didn't like of the towns that didn't know what to do or like didn't follow reg- have regulations to follow. A lot of them put like high barriers, entry, high fees, limits type of thing you know you have you know a few towns later that we've had now like south orange 
uh, for example, uh, is going to allow uh, lounges, I believe. Um, they followed the CRC's recommendations of that favor social equity. Hmm. Yeah, which is good because very uh, unique, Tom. Uh, Dan is Ocean City still a dry town? Like when I lived out there. So Tom, there's this very touristy resort town in Jersey. Ocean City. Oh, I might be out. Oh, did you like it? Yeah. So there, right. So we do have a, like Jersey has a lot of places that it's hard to sell alcohol in in the first place. Like. Huh. Like I don't think like restaurants in Hoboken can sell alcohol, but that sounds wild because then there's like a lot of that liquor stores then uh, in certain places. But then like it's hard to get like a bar license in Jersey too. So there's a lot of towns that do that. It's like a holdover holdover from like alcohol prohibition where a lot of people are like we need to stop drunk, drunk driving, so we'll have these like dry towns. So. Yeah, I'm not sure Ocean City, uh, uh, Ocean City in uh, West South Jersey, uh, if they're dry, but like, I wouldn't be surprised by it. That's fascinating. I can't believe that there's actually cities in New Jersey where you can't buy booze. Yeah. Um, that's uh, And so that, that kind of gets back to that whole, I didn't know it was like that in Jersey where you guys have dry areas. So there's just like a lot of judgmental conservatives. Very judgmental where it's like, yeah, dude. We are not allowing liquor in this restaurant, but it's an Italian restaurant. No liquor. What is wrong with you? you know, yeah, that but, uh, yeah, that's definitely like a thing I've experienced. Yeah. They're uh, also very libertarian. Like, like I, I know a lot of like the good old boys out in the woods who are like, yeah, the man can't tell me what to do because I listen to Grateful Dead all day and grow my weed. And I can, I'll shoot somebody to come across this line. This line right here, I'll kill him. I've been to parties with people like that, yeah. Yeah, you know. That's Jersey. It's a mixed bag. But how do you think Jersey's going to reconcile with the prohibition market? Like, we had the Jersey weed man on here, and he's like, yeah, I'm still going to do my thing. <laughs> well, how do you think Good that's going to reconcile? NJ Weedman is a great guy. It's really interesting because, like, he inspired everybody, but now he is the most skeptical about it. When a lot of things have been designed to get somebody like him somebody who was a player in the underground market who didn't, like, he wasn't, he's never been, like, arrested for, like, guns and heroin along with weed. He takes great pride in just being a weed man or the weed man in that sense. So, like, so somebody who's operating yeah. the legacy market, you know, the city of Trenton has approved, like, a dispensary in that location. They've, they've approved lounges because he operates an underground lounge in that fashion. Good place, uh, even though there's a covered charge. Uh, but like that's a good place, um, and like so, there is a there is going to be a way for him to get in. The thing about Weedman though is he's making good money though, so he can apply, so he can hire a lawyer and a consultant to get in too. Hire, having the money to hire the consultant might be is a big big barrier uh, to entry for like a lot of people. Um, and the CRC says they're developing like a program with that. You know, it's one of those things like in the works. Yeah. Uh, to see like if there's anything that can be done about that, because then New York's trying to beat us. It's a little annoying, you know. New York, New York got inspired by us. You know, I liked it when Cuomo didn't want to do anything. You know, have Jersey. You know, take the time because we have the first market prime mover. You know, like people can come from Philadelphia. We can get Baltimore people can come yeah. around here. You know, people from Maryland come from DC. Well, DC is difficult. Virginia. That way, buy some nice New Jersey cannabis. You know, enjoy the greatness of New Jersey. We have great shores, great hiking, great cities, great. Diversity. Well, I, I hope that you have uh, great little operators. That's the thing. I'm, I'm uh, with the whole my 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 thing about like first you had medical. It's weird. Oh, Wait, for, oh dear. First we had medical, and then what? Oh dear. 
Yeah, so oh, it's no. been like a slow process. Yeah, I and mean, that's what I'm saying. Like with, with like New Jersey Weed Man, I think he's that. So when you mentioned that you that find that feed that you have to go into a door, you know, there's a whole technical thing that libertarian thing about like this is a private club now. This is a private uh, 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 event with my friends now, right? This is the most American thing out there. You know, that's what kind of what helped uh, Washington State, right? It's all about property. If you own the property, you know, a lot of the prohibition stuff was bank squeezing on people who were renting it to dispensary owners and were being squeezed. Whereas, you know, I think overall, you know, Jersey's going to shape up where they need to reconcile with New Jersey weed man types because they're always going to exist because they have that, you know, I'm an American, I have rights type things like God forbid you do, <laughs> you know, but it, it's happening it's, and it's using it in four oh, we. It's 420, everybody. We're going to take a small uh, break to do something real quick. We're back. No, damn it. I didn't give me enough time. Well, that's, that's one of the more frustrating things about our 420 somewhere. And it truly is where you are. 420. Which is great. It was one of the first times we ever had a guest at 420 on 420. Oh, really? Uh, it's funny. It's good, yeah, it's uh, 420 Eastern. Yeah, thank you for coming to Eastern Standard. It's a great time. There you go. Yeah, all right. Well, Always. You got, hey, I'll be back, uh, and I uh, hope that'll be in a better location. Yeah, okay. All right. Nikki's having a, a change of okay. relocation. Um, yeah, I really like how you guys are rolling it out uh, on, on this type of basis, and I think it's going to okay. take – years because of the dual licensing structure yeah. to have um you know a lot of licenses so i don't think it's going to be oklahoma that just or like a new mexico where it appears that they really don't allow the municipality to say no um and and as a result man so like that's that's neat um uh what are the changes like so like what right now everybody who was issued it's all processors and cultivators when do you think they're going to have the first round of the dispensaries? Because those just started less than a month ago. Right. So that was March 15th. So 90 days, I guess, was March, April, May, possibly at the June meeting uh, or the July meeting, uh, depending on like, how things go. Because even like initially, the meeting tomorrow wasn't like on the schedule. There wasn't going to be a meeting in April. But then it almost makes sense to like have it in April. So it's interesting even that and it's just been like they're understaffed and they've admitted that they're understaffed so it's good that they're at least going to be transparent about that because it is like what's the delay the other delay is that a lot of these pla these places they didn't really understand the paperwork and the nuances that need to be done like if you don't have town approval the new state of new jersey i'm sorry isn't that powerful the towns that have the yeah. power to say we don't really like you yeah. And that makes the, that is the one of the, I've, it's such a hyper local uh, aspect and the, the, it's a very local industry to begin with, but then uh, in Jersey or in these dual licensing uh, schemes like a Michigan or a California, it's really, really local. I mean, in Illinois and in Washington state, when Mickey gets back, it's more of a state down approach, but then they still could like opt out in that particular location. One thing that I wanted to ask you is, Let's say uh, the delivery uh, license eventually gets done, right? Miggy's now joining us from the uh, the great outdoors. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us, Miggy. How is the weather in Seattle? Not better. <laughs> Not better? 
Today at this moment, it's decent enough to stand on the side of the sun. So I just trying. Is my signal better for you right now? Uh, Dan, he how does he look for you? He looks Damn pretty it, blurry. Yeah, you look blurry, but you don't seem to be like cutting out of there. Yeah. He dipped, and then he'll hopefully be back. Uh, the uh, internet is just acting up in Seattle. That yeah. happens from yeah, from you were saying about like the towns, you know, the right. So like, it's going to take a couple of years to really get this going. Even if we get like our dispensaries open, like if let's say something gets licensed in theory June, July, in theory they could be open in time for like uh, New Year's or Christmas. Let's say they're open for Christmas uh, that way. That'd be one Christmas gift uh to have for the holidays uh there that's possible because like if you really have the money and you can be like all right guys let's go like i got yeah the money if you have the money you have the guys to set it up right yeah. you have the plan that's been approved you have yeah. all that stuff you know get building but yeah. uh that's the trick then because like a lot of them are going to be these social equity conditional winners how close are they to the financial source agreements? Have a lot of the teams that you've seen and worked with, like, do they have their money right? Are they got their financial sources lined up or are they more bootstrapping? Right. So that, that ranges widely depending like on the person and on the people. Because then, like, you know, you, we have like a wide variety of some things. You know, we have somebody like, all right, I'm like a white collar professional, a lawyer. I'm doing this with my husband and like my high school friends, you know, like they might be able to get the money, you know, uh, that way, you know, depending on the situation. Other people, like it's very tenuous where it's like, you know, you have some agreements this way or that way. Um, and it really ranges widely. You know, some people who's like a serial entrepreneur who has access to capital and has like another business. You know, it's going to be a lot easier versus the guy who's like an activist. Yeah. Put that guy on your team, by the way. Like, And so the social equity guy and the serial entrepreneur, they need to have mixers, man, uh, because it really helps. And then like when it gets big and like big is like, OK, here's a twenty five million dollar line of credit. Um, those are big deals. If you're going to be doing something like that, you know, you're going to want to have uh, access to somebody who, who gets offered those types of deals because they'll be able to get the capital. And then not only that, to probably also set up the corporate aspect of it, because you just don't find that deal. Like the first time you ever put together a business, a lemonade stand or something, that deal's not there. You're going to have to put together structures and, and spreadsheets and, and be successful and turn profits and have years go by before you start to see those types of things. And like the real estate market in New Jersey, they have a real estate market in New Jersey. I, I can't remember the last time I was there, but I'm assuming, right? Yeah, so that's really been like the issue for like a lot of people, either the access to capital or the land or having like a place to do business. So like Weedman has a place and has had a place to use that way. You know, he's good that way. You know, it's harder for other people who either have a place uh, that's not in the right zone or can't find a place in the right zone. And it's a lot in that second category. A lot, the zones are small. The people that are able to get it are like the people who are like most connected and like been at it with the most money. And then they usually don't want to give up control because then they're like, wait a second. You're telling me about this business. You're telling me I got to put up all this money and you get how much? And then it's like, I have to have this much. It's like, wait a minute. I guess that, that social equity aspect of it is uh, kind of a, a mind uh, mess up for your average entrepreneur that usually when there's deals and, and they're going to you know inject a lot of the capital, uh, like all of it, let's say, they tend to be the majority shareholders. You know, uh, They don't tend to be the minority shareholders and then not have to have abject control over the license. You know, 
Yeah, that's been like an interesting issue to see, right? Because you have to have like fifty-one percent control uh, if you're going to be like that certain license class and like and stay in that license class. So that's you know we'll see how that plays out. You know, for the people that have more money, the people that can finagle money one way or another. You know, whether you have like well-connected white-collar fr- friends or whether you sell like interesting gummies, like in interesting packages uh, for several years, you know, and you're uh, an entrepreneur that way, you know, talking to people in your community, you're going to have the money that way, you know, and that, mm-hmm. that will be allowed. The ways of getting money that way will be allowed. You know, it's difficult. You know, I'm not, I'm not a media entrepreneur right here. You know, my business depends on that mature market. It's difficult. That way I understand the, the little guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The media aspect of the cannabis industry is something that we gripe about very often uh, here on Cannabis Legalization News. Uh, smash some likes, click subscribe, of course, and then uh, really hate on this, this. It's an algorithm and it's out there. And then this algorithm, I think, is one of the reasons why it's so difficult to get these laws changed, uh, because you really can't actively organize or do uh, any types of activities about the particular type of plant because there are algorithms out there working to suppress those types of things from getting out, um, which is a kind of a bummer, you know? It is a bummer, right? So like a lot of, yeah, like a lot of people depend on like the social media account to like market themselves. And then if that social media account doesn't like your plant, even if that plant's legal, you know, that you take a picture of, then you're in a lot of trouble. And that's awful. A lot of people have like real horror stories about that. Mm-hmm. Or they can uh, flag your content specific ways to uh, prevent it from being more broadly uh, served, yeah. uh, which is yeah, really flag, yeah. Or um, try to put together a webinar or something about like here we're going to do the best boot camp workshop. Get your New Jersey cannabis license in order. Come, you know, we're going to market to entrepreneurs. We're going to market also to the social equity you know, a workshop mashup kind of thing. You might leave with the people that you're going to apply to. And we're going to charge for this because it's, it's, it's golden. Uh, And, and then, so we're going to try to get some ads. No, you can't buy this. You know, Uh, it's just ridiculous. Or if you're going to try to even do that transaction, uh, Stripe. Yeah. Yeah. Stripe. I haven't been able to ever use Stripe. They've, they've always kicked me off, you know? And so as a result, you know, I think it's uh, kept, cannabis prohibition longer because it's illegal and so because it's illegal there's policies in the search and in the algorithms to prevent it from getting out to give any type of liability to the googles and the facebooks of the world yeah it's a big issue we have for federal policy which you know is like a difficult thing it's stifled uh, yeah. it stifles the conversation you know and just like my wi-fi yeah, gotta. You know what? I'm gonna have to drop out and just go find a hardwire, man. I'm so sorry, guys, and everybody out there. Oh, I'm back yeah, when yeah, I can. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine like, for right now. But uh, you know, it's it's one of those deals. The bandwidth is being drank uh, over at the house. It seems. Um, okay. Well, what is the next type of license that you're aware of that'll be coming? Because so far in Jersey, there's more types of licenses than there have been applications so far. They've had the testing. They've had the extraction or the processing. They've had the cultivation. They've had the dispensary. What's the next one? Like, is it going to be this just distribution, wholesaling, delivery? Yeah, actually, it is precisely. So it's really amusing that way. So like the testing is like 
de facto license. Like, so we technically have seven, but it's weird. But right, so that was also like among the ones um, in December. We were waiting on those. So right, so we're waiting on regulations that would describe like the the the, the licensing process and how to do so for those licensing classes that you mentioned. So you know, delivery is one like people think could be like the easiest for like social equity, a small company. If you're just using your own car and you're just delivering weed, you know, it's pretty How do they get market share? That's the thing. Like right now, this license in Illinois called the transporter license is basically worthless. And everybody's just sitting there going like, oh, why did I get this? There's no clients. And so it's that that catch 22. Um, and then it also means how is it set up? Is this a B2B delivery or transportation license from a cultivator or a processor to the dispensaries? Or is this a B2C, a business that goes from the retail location to the end consumer? Yeah, so that's two different licenses there. So you have the B2C, that would be a delivery license, and the B2B would be a distributor license. Or distributor a wholesaler, slash wholesaler. Yeah. The distributor really literally just distributes. That's the uh, that's another one nobody really knows like the least about it, like the few the fewest people want. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that one's uh, difficult to make money on. Uh, the trick on that one usually is a distributor license like that is, is you know, kind of like the liquor distributor. So you would have agreements. The growers would have agreements. The brands would have agreements with one of those guys. And then they would go to the dispensary and be like, we got some new stuff. Uh, and then they would charge uh, the, the growers or the, the pro processors a fee on that. And then they wouldn't charge the dispensaries for helping them get stocked. But that's how they do it in California. That would require many licenses. You see, if you have an ecosystem of a lot of licenses, it's a lot of stops to pick them up and drop them off. But if two thirds of the state illegal, you know, they don't allow it. And it just, I don't know how it's going to uh, roll out. One question that I do want to know is let's say I live in a state that's opted out. Can I go to a dispensary and like order it and have it delivered to me though? Right across state lines? No, that's a federal. No, 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 no. Like, uh, you know how two thirds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so... Yeah, you said town. Yeah, so like, right. So, like, if I were in a town that would not allow a cannabis company to operate in my town, I can indeed get, I will indeed be able to get cannabis delivered to me in my address in that prohibited town. You right. see, that is just why then, why is any town opting out? A lot because of it's, it's going to get there anyway. Like activism, and this is like literally the nitty gritty of politics here, where it's literally people have to go and talk to politicians and hand them packets and hand them PDFs and build that relationships and know those people and talk about like small talk things about dogs and children and the weather, yeah. and like and develop and charm people and to be those people to be like I want a license and this is like what I've done in the community and who who I am. You know, and you could do that. Like I could do that in my hometown, but I but I'm a little busy trying to build a cannabis media empire. You know, so it's really mm. it's difficult that way. And I know the people in my hometown to do it, but like I'm not, I don't want a license in my hometown. I wanna I wanna be editor of HeadyMJ.com. And here you we are. You can do both. It's difficult that way. Yeah. I would. Well, you're uh, a good spot too. What's that? Oh, ahead, guys. I got a hardware. So you just witnessed my whole like worst nightmare of a Zoom fucking conversation. But, yeah, like, that's the worst. Yeah. But it uh, happens. Uh, you know? Hey, it's much better now. Yeah, yeah I got to put. I found a hardware that did work. And um, but Dan, you're like in between New York and Jersey, where you're at the northern side. So it's like you're kind of any like if you got a homeboy in one town of New York and a homeboy in, in Jersey, like 
transactions are going to happen. So, like, that's why I was saying, like, as the, the law, even though the barriers now kind of knocked down, the libertarian side of, like, the Jerseyans are going to be, like, uh, businessmen, capitalists. You know, they're going to try and make that side money in between. Uh, how are they going to knock that out? How are they going to negotiate against these guys, against Weed Man? How are you, you going to sway these guys to, like, play? Weed Man has a license, and the idea of our processing was to make it was to make it like so somebody like Weedman is like the most qualified person on the licensing scale. Yeah, so like the, so we have like a whole prioritization. Top priority goes to felons. You have to have a felony. You can't just have one misdemeanor of possession and have gotten out for another misdemeanor possession. You have to have two misdemeanor possessions. So those are the people yeah. who are the mo- who are prioritized in the review process of licensing here. So then we have other categories. Uh, for example, um, you know we have you know the diverse applicant uh, category. I'm a Korean American. I got a cousin Hispanic. Okay, Hedy MJ is technically uh, Hispanic uh, owned, actually, but part of Puerto Rican. Your priority, too. Right, so then, then, then we could be like that way. And then, like, there's other people, you know, if you live in a certain town, oh, it's right an impact zone you know, where there was a high amount of cannabis arrests, and you're going to be based there. You know, that's um, prioritized, uh, too. Then the economic development area. Um, and then, like, we're also prioritizing the conditional license was designed for somebody who is a small businessman. So we, so we really are trying yeah. to do that. So everybody, no, yeah, like I, so like the micro licenses are incentivized to apply because then they're they're prioritizing the review process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just fantastic. I mean, I really like how New Jersey's stuff. doing it, but um, it, it's a. I mean, if they if they didn't have this opt out thing, and so like the whole state was open, that'd be great. Uh, and then it would really be more like a highly regulated or a more regulated uh, New Mexico or Oklahoma, where there are regulations clearly. I mean, like you've seen the conditional application. If you haven't, it's forty pages. It's a lot of narrative. And then after you get that, you still need to go get your conversion application. Your conversion application is going to be like a hundred pages. Uh, and then you need to have all your SOPs. You need to have your company set up with all the financing statements that you need so that that person who does have the money can capitalize the business. And then you have a deal. You know, people are going to get paid back. They're going to have profits and whatnot, uh, all that stuff. And and that takes time. And it's going to be, you know, the, I like New Jersey because it's about 150 page application. Illinois was like 700, 800 pages. It was stupid. And, oh, there you uh, go. 150 isn't so bad there. It's like a light novel versus War and Peace. That's right. It's like it, it, it demonstrates and it, it shows your commitment for the regulation. And so, like, everybody who's gotten this license had to have this so that you know that you're supposed to do this. It's like, okay, we'll give you this license. Where's your handbook? Where's your application? Now, you realize you have to do all this shit, right? You got it. Okay, here's your license. And so if you get out of compliance, they can take it back or they can fine you or they can take other regulatory action. But it's not like 150 pages. Okay, fine. Uh, 700 pages. That's starting to get ridiculous. You know, this is not nuclear secrets. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Wait, so what was the 700 pages even about there? Like, like that's pretty, like, we have a really thorough And so they just had a new round of one of those transportation slash distribution licenses in the state that closed uh, last week. Uh, and so, like, I updated a few applications from last time uh, and got those in. Uh, and so between the two uh, application periods, 
they decided in their infinite wisdom, uh, the Illinois regulators, to cut out 60 pages. So no, 65 pages. The first exhibit was a business plan, 50 page limit. The second exhibit was a security plan, 65 page limit. The business plan got halved. So now it's a 25 page limit. And then the security plan got like not just halved, like, you know, gone from 65 pages all the way down to 25 pages. Why did 40 pages of that security plan that we needed previously not need to be doing done this time? You know, it's it's just that kind of stuff. Darn. Yeah, because yeah, people have been were saying that Illinois, you know, is one of the later states. They were trying to help small business people, trying mm. to help social equity, and then like it don't hasn't worked really well. Well, let me let me tell you this. You know what our cheapest grow costs to build? No, uh, good question. About nine million, you know, seven to a seven to ten million dollar budget, depending on your configurations. Oh, nine is, to ten million. I, yeah, that's higher than I would have guessed. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It, yeah, and that's our smallest grow, and there's only uh, there'll be a hundred of them by the end of this year. That's it. And so that's a five thousand to a fourteen thousand square foot canopy. Uh, so a micro in um, uh, you know New Jersey is essentially like uh, like a thousand square foot of flowering canopy, but it's got its very own specialized thing for the micro business license for the cultivation in New Jersey. Uh, the tier one though is like from a you know, not a micro. So that physical plant regulation that you have to keep the 2,500 square foot space, you know, 24 feet high, no more than a thousand plants, all of that, you know, after you get to there, that tier one in Jersey goes up to 5,000 square foot flowering. And so that's essentially the first one in Illinois too. It's, it's, but you have to start at 5,000. Are you going to talk about price differences and stuff? Between well, we don't have we don't have a, a micro license, truly. We don't have like a, a thousand yeah. plant license or like in in um, in jurisdictions like Michigan and New Mexico, they have a th- hundred plant license, you know, and then, yeah, it's the it's the twenty five hundred square foot. But that's a physical plant, you see. And they were very precise at the CRC when they defined that regulation. And so that means twenty five hundred square foot, twenty four feet in the air. And so you can um, have uh, the 2,500 square foot is going to be all of your your space that you're allowed to have on that. But you could double stack it and you can't have more than a thousand plants. So it just I don't think it's going to. So I used um, shipping containers because it's exceedingly modular. So I'm like, okay, plug them all in there. I think that's compliant. Let's let's use that and apply. And they might say like, oh, yeah, or no, no, that's too many. Uh, Just simply because like you are quite limited, but then you can get built for less than a million bucks, you know? Uh, and, and so if you could do that, that's a that's fascinating, it's fantastic. But then in like a, a Oklahoma or a Michigan or a New Mexico, you could probably get up or right, operational of your cultivation facility for a few hundred thousand dollars because you can start at like a hundred plant license, you know? Damn. But then, yeah. what, so what's the cost of uh, barrier entry for, because, uh, uh, you know, I was thinking the reason why we men doesn't want to get in, into the, the recreational side of things is because the seed to sell. He doesn't want to get involved in that. Like, because, you know, it's, I always think it's a weird regulation, but I also understand, but that's just be a business practice, like controlling your beer. You know, you want to know how much, you know, it's weird for like fentanyl, you know, the DEA allows like in Mexico, that company to lose X amount. They expect to lose X amount of drugs, and that's fucked up, right? But like, and also not good business, you know. You expect about, and we all understand theft happens on different levels. But uh, uh, 
Snow on the truck. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I, and I think that's not, that's the lack of uh, attraction to the, to, to get to the recreational side of things is because see to sell, you really, you don't want someone to oversight your, your be an overseer to your uh, inventory and, and, and tell you how to like one pricing and what things are worth. And, and you know, mm-hmm. it should be for your personal practices. Yeah. You know? But when you get into alcohol, tobacco, excise tax area, the regulating authorities always want that tax money. And right. so like, yeah. you're not just gonna like, Budweiser could probably buy some, uh, especially some Missouri politicians, but then like, they're still gonna have to make sure that they're compliant and paying their liquor tax for all that, all those suds they move. But like the, the diversion so of that's, trying that's to- where you have the seed to sale really, that's, that's why, you know, because they get their money then. And then well, yeah. I like it because then it's, well, the genetics are as represented. Like, this is what the testing of that lot was. You know, here's its terpene profile, all that type of stuff. Right, yeah. The thing about like, right. having the underground market, Mickey, is like you don't have like the stat, you don't have like the massive appeal that you need to actually be legal. So, we do have to like concede a few things to make, like, as I say, like the whore marijuana into lady cannabis. And, mm. you know, compliance is one of the things we need to do to make yeah. it into lady cannabis that way. And Weedman is the only guy who like complains about a plot. Complying. Everybody else is like, if I get a license, I'll comply. That's the catch about that. But, right, I understand. But there's also, because like, it's still illegal. The diversion they're trying to prevent is still going to be occurring. Like, I know for a fact some things, It's because this plant is so magical, like with clones, right? You can just clip a branch off, throw it in another nutrient thing, and then bam, you're going to have another plant. And that's not part of the seed to sell part. You know, like people don't realize that they can still do your side business but you know that even though it's still illegal, don't tell anybody that. Yeah, don't, don't tell the DA. They've got the. I have to It's called it's called fucking nature. But you can't you can't you know what I'm saying it's easy to fucking just side hustle everything. But it's also common sense though. That's why I say like the plant regulation is lab regulation, right? Like to understand like when you're going to recreational market. You want to have all your shit tested. The, 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 you want the recreation for the COA, for the integrity. You're like, I don't think compliance is a bad thing, but it's what we comply to. And what, you know, it's, you know, you're going to have that pushback with the weed man, at least in Jersey, because you're going to have a prime market right now, right? In New York with their, uh, 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 they just put out their little no no letter. Like, how does that work? If you get busted while right now, are you now suddenly a social equity applicant? Can you just be like, yo, give me my fucking recreational license now, please? Because I, I... No, they figured that in New York. There is a day you had... The crime had to have been committed, I think, by the time the bill got legalized. You can't commit it. They, they, they got that loophole, the other thing. But otherwise, right, it does, like, favor, like, some of the underground market that way. And, like, right, right. Like, you have to have, like, felons are, you know, the most... Um, you know, included, but like New York doesn't like their underground market, and the underground market in New York City is more legendary and bigger. It's like a million weed men. You know? We just have, yeah, have like a few of those guys, you know, like here and there in a few cities, you know, but it is like an interesting thing trying to get these guys, like who, like, um, like and get them into the market and be and have them be like legitimate businessmen, you know, with these stores complying with like regulation. So, but yeah, like, I, I'm optimistic that we're getting there. But then again, like the problem with that that uh, press opposition is this: uh, they knew it was illegal, and they were doing it. Yeah. But and so, like you know, and then uh, it's one of those deals where the regulators are always trying to watch for security, safety, and diversion risk. 
And and that's a huge diversion risk. Maybe like security and safety, sure. You know, they ran a very good operation, but that operation was moving product all over the place. You know, um, and yeah, it's really bad. You see like, different like, California labels, you know, around. Yeah. You know, some <laughs> California labels. Some of them dumb. Some of them look like cartoons and like jokes of yeah. cereal and stuff. Well, yeah. New York and Jersey has have. I don't think most people understand have a long cannabis culture right high times goddamn based out of new york but what most people don't realize too though it's like i posted a meme the other day i mean in our facebook page the free thc one with uh, the will smith where he's yelling out right and this and i what i posted was that's traditional cannabis marketing is keep my name out of your mouth like it's like it's hard to get these guys to want to be coming out and, and be a part yeah. of the regular market where it, it gives both the patient and the consumer uh, uh, like a chance to understand like people are going to buy shitty weed, right? So if it gets tested, it has all these uh, pesticides or whatnot, people smoke it still. Because- 25 bucks an eighth? <laughs> a pound? I mean, right. there's going to be ridiculous prices, right? You're still going through the pains and angst of like, uh, what, $65 ace. That's so sad and, and horrible for patients. But, you know, eventually the, the market will acclimate because New York yeah. and Jersey, I think you guys are going to be competing against each other as far as... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I was hoping to have like, the New Yorkers come to come to us, you know, for yeah. like a long while. You know, we're losing a little of our first uh mover advantage, but like, they're not even doing any licensing this year. We're like, Jersey's gonna be licensing a lot. We're gonna get like, a, we're already at 150 licenses in total with all the medical and all the adult use licenses. I can see you're right, so we're already at 68. So, like, to get to like 100 or 200 licenses. You know, 300 licenses isn't really by like Christmas or Thanksgiving. You know, that's not really out of the realm of possibility in theory, especially if the CRC is like fully staffed and like on the ball the way like everybody would like them to see them be. Because that is like the issue of tax money. Because now, like Thomas was saying, because now it's we get this money, what's supposed to be, uh, where is it supposed to go? You know, we wanted to go to the communities like most hurt by like the war on drugs and where they were the most buzzed. Uh, but a lot of times, the most plus are done in white suburbs. So, you know, it's a little difficult right now trying to figure that out. And it's all theoretical because sales haven't started. You got Trenton and Camden right there. That's a good place to start. <laughs> you know, when it comes to a lot of the social equity applicants, because uh, that's where I used to get a lot of my weed from. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm saying, uh, we should. Like, Miggy, you know, I'll I'll find some money. Your social equity and Dan, you're on the ground. Okay, so uh, there, that's Miggy has to have 51% of the license. Um, and we can't apply as a micro because we're not 100% New Jersey owned. Of course, that would have violated the do- dormant commerce clause, but somebody else can file that li- lawsuit. Um, Miggy would be coming in at a priority one. Uh, and so, like that priority one, it's great, but then he's just not there. So, uh, you know, you could have a lot of the back end of it, and then we need. What, what should we just retail it so that we need about a million five? Okay, uh, that's good. It? Just a million yeah. five. What is the uh, um uh, uh like? You say a hundred licenses. Is that a hundred grows? Because you're going to see to sell the are they vertical or is it just no? Like- no, we're not. Re- I don't think they're they've they've pretty much said that they don't want to issue any more verticals. Uh, it's really that was, we're really trying to change the market from the Christie era market to the to the new Murphy. Governor Murphy market, you know, all of his appointees, you know, having like a lot of like small businesses favored, you know, having grows favored. Have, it's really diversity of like businesses when I'm saying like 100 because then like our like we can get our retail license by like early summer 
like a, by like the July meeting, that would be great to get like some of these guys going because then they can, in theory, then get from like the medical market existing ATCs and like have them sell that while we get the other guys going because those guys have been claiming that they have all the mechanics that they need. Uh, we'll see what the CRC says tomorrow. Before, I don't think they had like as much as they thought they did. Uh, so it's been really amusing, you know, uh, following that. Uh, but yeah, like I am optimistic for this market uh, going. It's just taking a lot of time and it's very political. It's not like you have to legalize computers, you know, like to make yeah. a computer, to sell a computer that way, distribute computers. Yeah, it's wild in that respect. And then it's so political to get like a town to say like we want cannabis. Like it's really yeah, like yeah. not nitty gritty politics organizing people getting like community the community establishment you know getting petitions to say to the council people at these meetings legalize you know and have these businesses here mm-hmm. yeah, we go get the new jersey dispensary delivery.com and then uh we'll just have a nice outlet and then we'll just move all the product through drivers but um you know that's awesome that they are making this uh, uh, in entrepreneurial market and i'm envious as somebody who's in illinois the the trying to acquire a license in illinois is impossible unless you're a millionaire um because then you had to have gone through this kabuki theater of like a 750 page application where you submit it and then corona and then uh for whatever reason you either got one or you didn't yeah yeah yeah, and then it's difficult watching the other markets and trying to like be a better market. Well, you guys ha- like you can go apply for a dispensary license in uh, New Jersey today. You can't do. I can't say that about my state. I you, you can go apply for a, a New uh, Mexico dispensary license. I, yeah, can't do yeah, that here. Have can't do that in yeah. What about in uh, Mickey? You can't do that in your state. You can't nope. do it in Washington. Lockdown. No. Right. Uh, we can't do it in. Um, uh what's the one that just had around ohio and so sometimes there are just windows like that where you get one shot and if you don't take it that that one time and get lucky and win well you can always buy yourself in yeah that was the way our medical program was like yeah literally a lottery ticket yeah literally yeah like it was like a great crazy race yeah it was an insane race that way Um, i don't like that yeah yeah, but I mean, it's, it turns the license into a gamble, and I just don't—I just don't think that's smart, you know. Um, in America, very few people who actually got rich did so through gambling, unless they owned the casino. Uh, and as a result, we shouldn't really turn an entrepreneurial free market thing into a casino game, where it's like, did you win? Oh no, I didn't win. Ah, well, let's go uh, back to the the bingo games and, and, and do something else, you know, and because we have a lot of gambling now in the United States, it's, it's just accepted. You know, there's like advertisements for Caesars and all that type of stuff, online yeah. betting. Uh, and that's legal and it's fine. But then trying to like legalize weed in a sensible way, that's like taking forever, man. Well, the regulations, the the free market is what, what do you regulate? And that's why I keep like, you know, I know we have to give and take here, but the seed to sell to me is one of those things that's going to have to give eventually. But I can see that, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, we're trying to like, like comply and like concede and like, it's difficult, you know, things will change and we just need to keep changing and have it like progress more to say like, I'd like that. I'd like to see the point in the data from New Jersey, you know, where that's an issue. You know, we don't have that data yet. We will have that data. We will have companies like that. You know, we will have lounges, you know, Mm -hmm. so like it's, it's just taking, you know, forever. Yeah. And I, I, 
And that's one of the things, like, because currently I'm using um, data from Washington State dispensaries to help model um, my financials for uh, the dispensaries in New Jersey based off of like comparables. And so if there's one thing that uh, the regulators should do, and as an activist in the state, I hope you encourage uh, whatever regulation or policy or legal change that needs to happen, uh, mandate that we are publishing the sales on a, on a per license basis and for data purposes uh, and and so that we can actually see that type of stuff i mean it's it's really interesting that states like washington they published a whole bunch of crap about each particular license holder so that we can see how much product it moved in a particular location you know with with market demographics and stuff population densities you know household income stuff like that uh, it, that is helpful and then like in states like illinois uh, nothing they don't really they just say hey here's how much we sold this month and then other states are even worse. Like in Ohio, they will only publish how much has been sold so far. So every month is like a total. It's just like they're just summing it. So like you really, that, that's it. It's just a growing big pie. They aren't saying, here's how much was sold this month in these right. particular numbers. They're just adding it to the pile. I'm like, man, uh, some data that's out there that's published by regulators, kind of garbage. Yeah, well, yeah. I meant they all are, right? Like, cause you're talking about the data out there, you is helpful for business side of things, right? To like invest and, and, and grow as an MSO or something. But once federal, you know, like today would be a good day to throw the more act out there in the Senate. But, you know, it's like once federal yeah. kicks in, then your data is going to be just like, like a Nordstrom data. Or, uh, you know, I think it's going to be more broad and uh, more uh, real. Right now, because it's limited, You're again, we're talking about confined markets in every state. So uh, it's only helpful to the big people, not really... You know, it, it only helps a conversation like your state should legalize it because you'll make great tax, you know, revenue. You know, it's, you know, the, the, the stuff that we want to see are like the like the, the road studies and all that bullshit, which need to happen after the Moore Act. You know, it needs to happen within because like you're saying, Jersey doesn't have the studies until you actually legalize it. And so. We can point to Colorado. I see. I point to Colorado, the narc lover, the anti marijuana person, you know, the the uh, the pro cop person you know they point out another study they say is from colorado you know it's very difficult in that fashion when you don't have it like the new jersey study talking about you know newark you know essex county talking about k may county talking about you know Burlington, you know and willingboro and what the, the different towns are and figuring out what that's like town for town that you know actually versus like um, aspen colorado boulder colorado sounds like fun places no idea what they're like right yeah, and that's that's one of the things that I, that's why I like you know using data from Washington State because it's Aspen and Denver. Well, not necessarily Denver, but like Aspen, Breckenridge, Colorado is a tourism town or a tourism mecca. Like people will go there to go do something like you know on vacation, and so right. like I always think that their sales are kind of mashuga because of that because like too many <laughs> no, people are going in there. Thank you. I do. I do. Uh, I, I will also sometimes use the word Ghana, which I really like to do sometimes. But uh, no, no. yeah, uh, only only though when it's appropriate. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it, so as a result, I mean, I'm like, how, how do I? It's a confounding factor then. Like this, this might be inflated data because now we have all these tourists that are coming in to, to buy this. And then should I just say, well, a lot of tourists are going to maybe I should use the Colorado data if it's a jurisdiction like in New Jersey where I think it's going to be lead time. Where it's like, oh, because other people will be weed tourists to uh, the Garden State, 
because right. they can't buy it in Pennsylvania. They can't buy it in New York yet. They can't buy it in uh, Maryland. Maryland, right? Yeah, all yeah. these other places, right? That's like we do expect. We do expect that it's just like a hard number to calculate or figure. Because then it'll be interesting to say what's a place like Atlantic City that's traditionally tourism, you know, versus like a Hoboken versus a Jersey City. You know, it's like a place you're learning about. You know, Bayonne. You know, you might learn a lot of New Yorkers might learn to appreciate Bayonne, New Jersey. You know, they got the dispensaries. You know, Jersey City's gonna have the lounge. You know, a lot of people are gonna enjoy McKinley Square in Jersey City. It'd be like really amusing to have that. And we need that. You know, it's a great way, actually. I think you know, to like to, to like generate revenue. Like Trenton especially oh, yeah. needs it. Very post-industrial city. Like a lot of the steel factories are closed. A lot of them aren't really been replaced by anything of worth. You know, maybe they have a market or flea market in the other, in one of them few times a month you know but like there's a lot of that there's a lot of those like issues that you have specifically in trenton where you need something to generate revenue in trenton yeah. and figure out a way for it to stay in trenton and this could be it you know so it's exciting that way so yeah i yeah. think you'll so, see a lot of your fine. you see a lot of the border pot shops too like that's going to be like a lot of the revenue generators and you know not so much touristy spots but like just the closest pot shop across Philadelphia, you know, like that. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Jersey's in the middle of like a little, a lot of stuff, man. Like I used to go to a lot of things in a few hour drive in the uh, back when gas was ninety seven cents. <laughs> you know, shit like that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So was this uh, like the year yeah. two thousand? Was this in the nineties? Ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. Wow. Gas under a buck. I haven't seen Palooza that in a while. <laughs> Lollapalooza. That that tourist has got to be at least thirty years old. Oh yeah, dude. Well, I used to party in uh, Philly too, South Street. I mean, Jersey's just the center of a lot of Hoboken. That's why I mentioned Ryu. Uh, uh, I partied at the College of Rutgers, and then we woke up in Hoboken. <laughs> I still don't understand why we haven't like you know just moved. Well, again, money. That's the problem. Like, you should you should you should go uh, open up, uh, and then you can broadcast from Jersey as opposed to broadcasting from Seattle. But then you'd have to have that. Uh, you know, if you get the license, fine, then do it because then you're going to have that marijuana money. That's true. That would help. Cannabis cash. Nomenclature <laughs> <Cannabis laughs> is cannabis. Right, right. Yeah, I it depends. It. You know, um, but uh, I do like cannabis cash. I'll start using that because, like, you know, um, every state that's legalizing it, I don't know. Do any of them call it marijuana? Maybe Michigan, maybe yeah, some Colorado. Some of them varies. Yeah. It varies. It is like, yeah, because like I'm Peruvian, and like the fact that they call it marijuana to like to say, oh, these fucking Mexicans and their marijuana. Like, I, yeah. I can imagine racists saying that. That's why uh, I don't like the term yeah. um, marijuana, and I don't like, the, and, you know, and the they did that unintentionally. And they did mm-hmm. it intentionally, and they put it in the Controlled Substances Act right there, yeah. like spelled with an H. With an H. Yeah, yeah. With an H. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take yeah, this botanical, Spanish, yeah. we're going to take this scientific name, this botanical plant, we're going to rebrand it, make it into a legal thing, punishable by like life in prison and millions of dollars in fines. And we're going to do all of that and, and just never fix it. I mean, like that's, that's just ridiculous that as soon as you have created something that could be a crime, it is extremely difficult to undo that, you know? I do know it's the greatest sin of the New Deal Congress and FDR. Well, among yeah. them, there's a couple of the big ones. 
Yeah, that one was pretty bad. Like we've done some shows, some history aspects of that, you know, with how it got passed and all that. And then like the, the, the doctors were so confused because they did this rebranding without really consulting with them or like listening to what the doctors were saying about it. And so it was still in the pharmacopoeia for a few more years until right. like eventually they started to try to arrest the doctors. And they're like, what? Cannabis? Yeah, we, we banned it years ago. I don't remember that. Well, we called it marijuana because we knew that you wouldn't have known that then and you would have been scared or you just wouldn't have known or cared. And then we also blamed a whole different indigenous people. You're like, oh, and that, they just used to do that. Right, right. That's when yeah. the doctors were cool. The American Medical Association was like the one organization that was like for cannabis in the 30s. And now they don't yeah. like it. It's, uh, it's quite a shame they lost their soul. Uh, well, I think it's brainwashing i mean for the past once they started arresting the doctors and they kicked it out of the pharmacopoeia in the 40s then it was you know after a generation i mean that doctor who remembers it is now retiring right everybody right. else has been brainwashed you know oh yeah right right it really is like a whole thing of like of like in the mentality a lot of people talk about that of the mentality that marijuana is illegal and like it just goes to heroin and like the BS like that. And it's terrible. Like there's a line in the Godfather. I don't know if I like the Godfather anymore because that fucking line with John Hagen is like, hey, you're actor here. Here, yeah. He's going from marijuana to heroin. So you should have talked to us to Don Corleone here. Like, this is terrible. Oh yeah. God. I don't even know if I yeah. like that movie anymore. No, I don't know well, that scene. Shit. Well, it's like it's when the other Tom Hagen goes to confront Jack Waltz in Hollywood and he's like talking to him, like like in like the corner. And he says that, and it's awful. Yeah. It's horrible. Well, again, it's what happened. Literally what happened. And we know that. And we keep pointing this out to people. And then you're actively censored by the internet. And then you're like, wait a minute. Can marijuana be trans for a minute? Like, how did they, like, can they, can they get around this and, like, suddenly be what is the right woke thing to do? Is it that hard to get cannabis to be that? You know, I mean, we're and making I think progress. Are, we shall overcome one day. We're making progress. Yeah, yeah. we are like making progress. It's hard for an ancillary to get to get a bank. It's easier that way. Yeah, you know, we're making progress with these things. You know, people are coming out about it. They're understanding it. You know, we're changing the culture. It's just, it's just like a whole process. It's, it is like a brainwashing thing where you just ingrain in the culture marijuana bad, and then it's just in there. You have to build a movement and educate people about the very nature of it. So it requires a lot. And it's really hard, right? Under these circumstances, you keep saying, Thomas, about the restrictions due to federal prohibition. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, even in the states that are illegal, because everybody, it takes someone with balls and money and time willing to put up with the shit that you have to put up with when you do those, these rules. Uh, but we got a, pl- a place to just open up here. It's off my, uh, on my way to work. If I want to take the light rail, I can get off, get a beer and buy some weed at the same time at the same place. And now I can't smoke inside. I can go outside and smoke. No one's going to say anything. But, like, you know, it's understood. I could do that if I wanted to. And then I go back inside and drink my beer. Like, it's people are pushing their thresholds, and then you'll find the common sense, I think, eventually. And then that's kind of why I don't want to leave here right away. Mm. Yeah, people like Seattle. They talk, you know, Jimi Hendrix is from there, Nirvana. You know, Starbucks is from there, Amazon, Microsoft. There's a lot going on in Seattle. Well, for yeah. me, it's, it's it's the law enforcement priority. Like, I literally could smoke a joint in front of a bunch of cops and no one will give a fuck. Like, like unless I'm, there's bigger shit to worry about besides me at a park having a picnic and, and smoking my weed. Like, Right. So New York City has the revolution where you can really just, like, public consumption is allowed. We're not really allowing it like that, but you're also not going to get arrested. You're going to yeah. get, like, a hard, I was telling somebody, it's going to be, like, yeah. a scolding. 
on okay. people joking about the nature of a scolding. So it's going to be like a weird thing like that kind of thing. You might get a, you might get like a traffic ticket equivalent yeah. type of thing. I still don't like those people that complain about the smell. And then we have to, like, because that often comes up, like, during zoning and aspects of it. I'm sure that some of the conditional uh, license holders in New Jersey, especially the ones for the dispensaries, uh, or maybe the cultivators as well, uh, are going to have some type of zoning issue related yeah. to a smell that they're going to have to listen to somebody and be like, no, it won't smell. We're going to put this type of hood in right, there, right. Yeah, this yeah. type of carbon scrub filter. And, you know, meanwhile, if we go back just 25 years ago. People were smoking cigarettes everywhere. They oh, had yeah. ashtrays yeah, in the car. They had ashtrays on yeah. the plane. You know, uh, they just just being absolutely disgusting. You know, smoking in bars. Yeah. You, you leave, you're, you're just really... Yeah, even you didn't have anything right yeah, back in the day, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, now it's like, oh, I, my, my nose has been uh, violently assaulted. And I'm extremely upset. And the children, I mean, like children are going to wonder what that smell is. And then uh, you're just like, okay, yeah, man, well, I'm not sure it's a ma'am. Very often I'm kind of assuming that it's a Karen or something. It's Maybe a not. Karen. And, and then Karen, so, wow. but you have to like, with all sincerity, look at that person and not go, shut the fuck up, you know, or like something like that. Or like, and, you know, so mind, mind your business. You have to be like, no, we are going to take these types of mitigation policies and procedures to be a good neighbor. And uh, it, it just that's the thing that really frustrates me is, what do you mean you don't like the smell? Are you kidding? You know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is really difficult that way. I've seen the applications where they do have to specifically describe right with filters and stuff, how they're going to deal with it. And it does come up. It's really difficult. Mm -hmm. Well, especially for the grows, you know, that's unfortunate. But also, yeah, you know, go through a farm like cow shit my wife hates going to farm she thought one time we we're gonna live in a farmland she's like hell no no we had to drive through it but like yeah i'm an urban i'm an urban urbanite i can't be living near farms you know that's intense jersey has plenty of them you know it i can see farms from my bedroom <laughs> can you smell them though that's a question uh, no no again like I, i'm a i'm a guy who lives in the agricultural areas uh, and doesn't eat meat so um i really don't like the smell of farms um I mean, the corn ones are fine. The soybean ones, those don't stink either. But when you pass like a hog farm or a chicken farm, and yeah. we do have those, yeah. those reek. Uh, yeah, when you pass a weed farm, right, right, yeah. No, you know, weed's no worse. <laughs> so much better. Weed's way better. It's way better. Like it, if I'm going to have to drive through uh, agriculture <laughs> and smell a whiff of weed or a whole bunch of cow shit, weed every time, I won't even have to think about it. You know. No doubt. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, we have been going for over an hour, and I think we could probably just shoot the shit like <laughs> for a while about uh, New Jersey and then cannabis licenses in general. Uh, but yeah, Dan, I wanted to thank you for coming on the podcast and, and sharing some time with us. Oh, you're very welcome, Thomas. Yeah, this is great. Sorry cool. about the lag, dude. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, the uh, quality of your feed now, though, maybe is. Well, yeah. earlier when I thought I fixed it, it was because I, I plugged in, and it was working, but then it went back to Wi-Fi, and then it started going, and I was like, oh, fuck. So I had to turn everything off and then on. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, all right, right, guys. get out of here, let me just go ahead and bring Oh, up. Dan, what do you got going on 420? Is there anything special with Hetty? You guys doing anything good? 
Oh, yeah, I'm going to be running around covering uh, probably Trenton and, like, other things. Uh, it's a hell of a thing. Yeah, it's almost like Christmas. So I'm trying to, like, manage what I'm going to do, working a holiday <laughs> while I enjoy it. So it's been really amusing. Yeah, yeah. Talk right about on. Right here. Yep. So uh, this is where people can go ahead and get in touch with you. You go to headynj.com. Yes. Nice. And that's where you can sign up for breaking news. And I signed up and... Oh, look, it's a picture of Tony, uh, Tony Gallo. We have to get him on the show. He's, um, uh, that guy is at every trade show. Every, he is, like, not yeah, everyone, but, like, Tony's a friendly guy, yeah, no doubt. Born in he's a very friendly guy, but then, like, they go to those trade shows. I have to go to a trade show in New Jersey. I think I'm going to be one in June. But that's one of the things that I need to do is, like, have him down and be like, and where are you going to be? Like, can, can your secretary, like, help loop me in? And Because uh, I don't go to enough trade shows, and he goes to all of them, you know? Yeah. Good times. Good right times. On. Well, well, you know. uh, anything else? Any other parting words before we wrap it up? Uh, I encourage everybody to go to headynj.com. Uh, follow us. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm Daniel Lowe, the editor. Uh, you know, stay tuned for bigger and better things. Cool. Thanks, Dan. See you guys later. Thanks. Like as a work show, got in Wi-Fi. Yeah, that was that was something else. Because like we'd be talking, and then like you'd say something, and I'm like, "Wait, are we all just like really baked, or is there a lag?" <laughs> so embarrassing for the tech guy, though. It's like, no. <laughs> I hate when that shit happens.